Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Join me here, my co-host, Joseph. Yellow. And Jehu. Cacao! Uh, talking about the first Marvel property we've had in a year and a half. And the first TV show in general. That's true. If you don't count that crap that was on Netflix, which they don't. <laughs> WandaVision. I'm kind of, I do want to, before we really get into the show, I'm curious to hear what you guys, what is it? Did it mean anything to finally have new Marvel shit for you? I mean, or, just seeing, just seeing the uh, Marvel title sequence yeah. before bum, it started. Bum, bum, yeah, bum, bum. It, 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 uh, it, yeah, it sparked a warmth in my heart that I wasn't expecting. Uh, yeah, no, exact same feelings as Joseph. I, I was not expected to be so excited by a title screen. <laughs> yeah no that was just a good like welcoming it was nice to be back so i'm kind of unclear and maybe we're, we're supposed to be unclear maybe it was never really established but it's not really clear when this is supposed to be set so i mean the the, the whole premise of the show seems to be like it's uh you know some kind of alternate reality implied to be well, you know one of uh wanda maximov scarlet witch's constructions that's kind of like loosely based on these sitcommy things, but in the in the sequence of the Marvel universe, is there like a place where this is supposed to be? I think it's after Endgame, but I don't think we officially know that yet. Okay, I feel like it has to be after Endgame, just because obviously there's something super fucked up going on here. So I can't see why that would exist before Vision dies. I I also there the. And I don't, you know, we get into the episodes in a minute, but um, I also believe that because of the indestructible headline. Right. No, uh, that's fair. Mm. Uh, well, you know, I, I know I did just kind of give a, a basic rundown. But what the fuck is the show about? Well, you know, before you get into that, I, something I was just wondering, do you think anyone like a day younger than the two of you really got the jokes here? I mean, well, I, I do want. I want to get into this later, if I'm honest with you. Okay, but, okay, that's but fine. I, I, I am also curious about like who this is for so far. Anyway, it just it just seems like Nick at Night hasn't even shown this kind of sitcom in a long time. TBS WGN that used to run this kind of stuff constantly yeah. never does anymore. So you know, I, I just wonder if there's a cutoff date of who gets the jokes and who just thinks oh this is just weird black and white stuff with <laughs> humor i mean for sure if if your birthday doesn't start with a 19 this is like way past yeah <laughs> i uh you know I, i'll kind of on that note though and to the point of what this show is you know we've talked a lot about how marvel movies are like a uh, always a sub genre uh, they're, they're a genre film, master superhero film or whatever. Um, this is the first time I feel like they've done a deliberate like ode to something. Like sure, it, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And it's also funny, like, I'm glad this is the first TV show because it's very self-aware about TV shows. Like, if you had seen Falcon and the Winter Soldier first, I don't feel like the joke of making a show about TV shows would be as good. Right. Uh, if if it's your second or third TV show, I don't know if that makes sense, but um, I feel like since it's their first, quote unquote, their first TV show, making a show about TV shows is a fun premise. Yeah, absolutely. I guess, you know, the plot and premise of the show is Wanda and Vision are 
uh, have recently moved to a neighborhood and are now married and trying to do the suburban life uh, together. And some very weird things start happening. And um, like they see things in black and white. And right. Like, like the whole world is in black and white. And seemingly yes. in the 1950s, even though our characters are clearly from the now ish time. What did you guys think of the first couple episodes? So I feel like we can we can sum up the first two episodes pretty quick because there's not like too much to them. You know, like you say, it, it kind of picks on some some uh, traditional sitcom tropes of this era. It's, it's ob- like very obviously like uh, Bewitched and uh, I Dream of Genie kind of inspired. Yeah. But the first one is, uh, you know, miscommunication between husband and wife about what the special day is. Uh, it turns out the boss is coming over for dinner and they're not prepared for it. And it's a whole thing. By the way, how great is this fucking cast all the way around? Super yeah. great. Yeah, uh, super great. Like, first off, Catherine Hahn and uh, I still don't know the woman's name who plays uh, Kitty, Foreman, Kitty Foreman. But yeah. both of those are national treasures that are dramatically underused. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. And I, I cannot remember the name of the, the fellow who plays the boss, but he, I also really like him. Is it? Isn't he in the he's from Deadwood, right? No idea. I didn't recognize I feel, that guy. I feel like he was he was uh, one of Hearst's agents on Deadwood, but I could just be, you know, mixing him up with a different bald guy. Fred Malamud. I don't know. He doesn't. The name doesn't ring a bell for me. I was just gonna say, I think the first the second episode absolutely is bewitched. Um, yeah. Even with the going into color thing like that happened on Bewitched. And the opening is, I mean, the almost identical. But what did you guys think the first one? I thought kind of I Love Lucy, but almost too early. So I didn't know if it was Leave It to Beaver or like what 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 was the first one really trying to replicate? Any ideas? You know, it's funny. You date someone, you're with someone for a long time. You think you've learned everything you know you're going to know about them. But me and Sarah learning watching that first episode that we both fucking hate I Love Lucy. (laughs) (laughs) we we, you know it was you know just somehow it got us talking about i love lucy and she said something and i was kind of like i don't really like i love lucy and she was like i hate why i love lucy it's like i fucking hate i love lucy it was good it was good it was you know and and now you're closer together right but uh so I would say there has to be some I Love Lucy vibes in there. No, I, I definitely, I definitely think that you're right. I think I Love Lucy is is strong in in the first one. Uh, definitely, yeah. like the you know almost incompetent nature of their marriage and the ribbing and yeah. all of the, you know setting each other up for failure type of thing. The, the, uh, for every, a gag. Everything is is uh, is predicated on these really elaborate uh, misunderstandings and miscommunications. Yes. Yeah, right. that's very uh, I love and, Lucy and cringe humory things. Yeah, uh, but it just felt like I maybe I'm dating I love Lucy wrong. I just thought that show was later than like the mid 50s or something. But what? Definitely the the suburban life portrait is more like leave it to beaver or, you know, ones before that that were just really squeaky clean. You know, yeah, there's a little film that I love Lucy. Uh, Jay, what did you think of the first two episodes? I, you know, I, I liked them. Uh, there was there was something about watching them that was really stressful for me and Sarah both. And I think the best way I can think to describe it is that I, I couldn't decide whether there was a deeper subtext that I was missing or if I was missing fully enjoying the episodes because I was looking for that <laughs> deeper kind of yeah. subtext. Yeah. But, but, uh, but overall I enjoyed them a lot. 
you know, like like Joseph said, I think I think the cast is great. I think the premise is really fun. You know, uh, I think making fun of this era of stuff is fun. And but there also was a you know sort of weird menace about them. The uh, almost David Lynchian spots. So sure. um, mm-hmm. yep, I so, can see that. Uh, I'm sure I'm not the first person uh, to make this reference, but it also reminded me a lot of Pleasantville. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, good. You know, better than Transformers. Yeah, I, uh, I I quite liked it. I liked the menacing nature, and I know we we've talked about the show a ton on here, but it kind of reminded me a lot of the beginning of Lost, and that like it's this paradise society and this constant threat of impending doom is present under the background and it's asking a lot of questions and not offering a lot of answers and uh, obviously i'm a big fan of that show so i like the same i like that this show makes me feel similar to that um like you guys said the cast is great Uh, i'm just really intrigued i think it's totally different than anything marvel has done before and uh, i'm excited to keep going i do feel like that i will have a completely different viewpoint on the early episodes, right. the farther we get into the show. Like once I'm done with season one, I probably go back and it'd be an entirely different viewing experience. Well, this is really interesting because when we we've been talking about it so far, and I feel like we've had, we've seen similar things, you know, we all have different eyes, but I feel like we were seeing similar things in the same thing. Uh, but I had a very different reaction to this. I didn't like these at all. Really? Uh, you know, I, I'm, I was trying to ex- think about like what bothered me about doing homages to this, you know, older style of television. And well, you don't like old shit, period. So. I don't like old shit, period. But uh, what I came down to was like, okay, like imagine you have like some kind of art student at their fancy schmancy art college who's like, hey, for my thesis, I'm going to redraw a picture from every year in my life to to display my artistic progression. And then they, uh, you know, do drawings from age one, two, three, four, five, six, whatever, till 22 or however old you are when you graduate. Uh, So, you know, you'd look at their picture from like two, three years old and you'd be like, well, it does look like a two or a three year old could have made this. But also, does that mean it's good? Uh, (laughs) And that's kind of how I feel about replicating this old television. It's bad. It's bad television. And I just don't think I think. The issue I have with this series, one, it, it's crazy to me that you compare it to Lost because Lost has such an immediate hook. And I think this one is like teasing the hook, but still hasn't really hit us with it because uh, the, the tease is kind of those like weird inconsistencies in the universe. And I don't feel like they've really given us enough to really like draw you into that. Uh, but like, did either of you guys laugh in either of these two episodes? I, yeah, I did. I found did some of the really? jokes kind of funny. Yeah. Oh, shit. Like, you know, I feel I did, too, but I can't remember like what jokes agreed that. Yeah. Yeah. Like the the style of humor, the style of like the setups and all this kind of stuff. It's just it's so stale and it's so just like, oh, it just does not ring with me at all. Uh, So I I I thought there was way too much homage and not enough like actual content. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I definitely think it's a slow burn. A hundred percent. Well, uh, but that's the crazy thing to me is that these are the, you know, you'd think you'd want to end on, a, and maybe enough people like this, maybe enough people are like you, are like the promise of something else is going to be enough to get it just through. And I, I know that the premise, I think, is to kind of go through like the history of sitcoms over the course of this show. I suspect it'll continue to be in color and be like 60s or 70s sitcoms the next couple episodes. But like, I just don't think there's 
first for me anyway i don't think there's enough spin on it there's not enough like of a voice of a take or of whatever to to do this that's not just oh we just remade uh episodes of these old shows with a new cast I think the reason why I appreciate it and why I think it only works for this character or really only works for Wanda versus anybody else is because, uh, you know, the story they've told with her is that she doesn't she didn't really come from like a great home or anything. So, that, so if she's going to create the idea of a uh, domestic life with this person that she loves and lost, her basis would be television. It's like a, you know, a person learning English by watching. Right. American TV. Um, it, to me, that makes sense for the show. Um, and so, it, I mean, it is strange, I guess, that it is so specific that it's, you know, 30 minutes of exactly like whatever these episodes, you know, these classic TV episodes yeah, and are. Like, and like 30 seconds of, oh, there's something wrong with this world. But I think, I don't know, I, I feel like it makes a ton of sense. I know you say you feel like it's artistically narrow or whatever, but... I don't think you can you can you can change what TV was in the 50s. I mean, you can't go back and make it different. That's what it was. And so if this person you're saying this character is influenced or whatever's happening to her is influenced by television, then, you know, if you don't do it the correct way, then you're just making it up. I mean, it's just totally all original, which I guess is fine, but I, I can I understand it, why the vision is that. I, not hear what, that. I hear what you're saying. I feel like my issue, I think, is, is pacing at this point is I feel like they've established the bit. And what to me, what they're doing is saying, here's the joke. Here's the joke again. Do you get it? Do you get my joke? Do you get it? And then they do that for 22 minutes. I think I it will sig- get significantly less every episode. I think I we'll see so. less and less of that every episode. I definitely think they, they consciously went the first episode. Okay, the first episode, we are not going to break character. We're just going to stick with this until the very end when we do a little thing over the credits. So, yeah, I think it'll be more with each episode. Yeah, I think I think you see this world that she's living in deteriorate as we go on. For sure. I just think I think it's interesting for like, you know, if, if, and if maybe enough people are intrigued, maybe enough people miss Marvel, maybe it connected to more people than me uh, at the offset. But it seems like, especially this is the first thing you've released in a long time that you really want to get people on board to keep watching it. Yeah, I mean, I think they have done, but I mean, I understand and hear that you disagree. Well, yeah, uh, I, I have to do it for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I do think, you know, part of that, though, is your bias that you and not that you're wrong. I mean, the quality of filmmaking has significantly improved, but you definitely come to the perspective of things, whatever you say before 1990 or whatever is shit. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think that does influence your opinion here. You're not wrong. And I mean, definitely. I feel like these jokes made sense to me because I've just consumed tons of these older sitcoms. And, you know, I used to watch them trying to make them into TV like today in my brain like I would try to find connections and ongoing plot lines that just weren't fucking there right <laughs> so so it's it's weird seeing a show that is like that making fun of those shows so it's almost like this was built for me so I think I, you know yeah it's funny I was thinking one of the questions I wanted to ask is, is who is this show for like generationally and it actually might specifically be you Jason Hurt I think, I think it is. I think they made it just for me. I think they've heard how much I've promoted their product and they decided to do me a solid. 
You know, it's funny you say that, Jay. My wife, I mean, she grew up in a very conservative Christian home, so they didn't watch TV that was made after 1985. Right. Uh, like five seconds into the second episode, she was like, oh, this is bewitched. And she was like glued the whole time. <laughs> right. uh, like this is pr- so far probably been the the thing that she's most been engaged with as a Marvel property. Like, right. Not that my wife doesn't like that stuff. She does. But right. to this, like specifically, again, talking about being made for her, this just reminded her of shit that she watched growing up. And she was really into it from the from the get go. Uh, you know, I, I also I, I think this ties into a thing for me is that I'm always I'm always annoyed when people say nostalgia has no value. You can use nostalgia to build on something and, you know, you know, make a story, make a statement. And I think that's really what they're trying to do with this. They're saying, here's a thing that you recognize and understand. And we're going to do that thing. But we're also going to do this other thing. with it. Yeah. And like I said, I think this is the only situation where i could see that where like this shit would not work with tony stark like right. it only right. works with these characters in this kind of story right i am interested to see what generation of sitcoms we reach the peak of uh or, or the edge of paul bettany's acting mm. okay what do you mean by that i necessarily <laughs> understand what you mean by that i understand it was a very well-formed sentence and like, i almost want to let it pass but i don't understand what it means I just, you know, I, again, there's not a lot of acting required for, for sitcoms in the 1950s. I don't know how far you can get on his natural talent as far as we've seen it. Uh, see, I, I'm, you know, I think you've said on here a few times that you, you disparaging marks about this dude's acting. I think he's fine. I can't think of anything I've ever watched him in that I was like, oh, that guy sucked at that. I mean, the best thing he's in is uh, A Knight's Tale. It's kind of an intentionally hammy role, and I think that's best for him. He, uh, he, there was a, a Knight's Tale line in this show. Was there? Yeah, I'm drawing a blank on which one, but at the at the time, I was like, oh shit, he said that in Knight's Tale. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of which, this show is loaded with Easter eggs and references. Well, I wondered about that because I actually didn't catch that many like watching through it, so I was curious which one. I, I read like the IMDb stuff, and I was like, oh yeah, that was, but I, I didn't see them. Did you guys catch any like while you were watching them? Again, I watched this show four days ago, so I'm fucking forgetting everything. The only one that I remember specifically, uh, I there was a bunch in the title card in the second episode. Um, and for sure, you know, like the box is the Mind Stone. And there was the bit about his head. I mean, there's just a bunch. Oh, the uh, their names. Aren't they like obscure Marvel characters? Um, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Again, drawing a blank on fucking everything. I should have rewatched the episode if I cared about preparing for this podcast. Yeah, what do you got? I'm sure you got a bunch. You know what? Actually, I didn't. I didn't catch anything, and I think it's that thing I was talking about. Like I was, I was so stressed looking for the clues of the deeper thing going on that I think it's at some point I missed what just was the thing I was watching in front of my face. Does yeah, anybody, there's a. Does anybody know who the beekeeper guy is? Uh, I, sword, right? He's a. Is he a sword? That's what it, I think he had the logo on the back. Oh, I, I don't didn't remember. See that. I do know that that shit was that that shit was specifically what I was talking about being creepy and David Lynchy, like the beekeeper coming out of the fucking uh, <laughs> uh, coming out of the the sewer thing was just so odd and out of place and a little upsetting. It was very upsetting. I'd, I'd agree yeah. with that. Uh, do you guys think this is going to be the Truman Show? 
I think there's definitely going to be a Truman Show element to it. That's a good call. I had not thought of that till you said that. But yeah, that might very well be true. Hmm. So if it is the current Truman Show, who do you think's watching? Um, yeah, I mean, I, the big one, the big theory I've seen online that I agree with the most is probably Mephisto. Right on. Um, also, some people think maybe Nightmare, but I think I lean more towards the first one. I don't know, but Catherine Hahn is 100% in on it, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone seems to think she's Agnes. Uh, the, what's her? What's her? They, yeah, the like witch, witch babysitter chick. Yeah. yeah um, yep. I Agatha cannot. Harkness. Yes, Harkness. yeah. Yes. Because she said some line about the Salem witch trials in the first episode. People mm, like, right. That seems to be a, a prevailing theory that probably is correct. But the only reason why I think the Truman Show is there were a lot of very Truman Showy moments. Um, the trying to communicate from the outside with uh, what's his name, Agent Wu or whatever from yep. Ant Man Two. Mm-hmm. Um, Monica Rambo being there, and we know she is. You know, she's an adult woman now in the present day of the Marvel Universe. It seems like there may be people on the inside, you know, and something's happening to her. She's captured or something. And and then obviously the uh, the beekeeper dude coming out of the sewer, almost like uh, Truman's dad breaking in on the bus. But right on. I don't know. I'm 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 excited to see where this show is going to go. I, I do hope we get more of the overall story, but right. uh, I have enjoyed the first two episodes. They're weird and zany and totally different than anything else that's on TV. And at least for that, I appreciate it. So do we know whether this is, is this meant to be just, it's going to be this and that's it? Or are they planning on doing multiple seasons of this? I have not heard of a second season for this. So the only one that I know like definitely is probably getting a second season is Loki. I have not heard about doing another season of, of WandaVision. But. This seems like a harder premise to carry on in a second season because Agreed. it seems, it seems like, you know, like you say, it, it's a very Truman show-esque bubble clearly uh, and I presume at the end of the, the series, unless we're not going to get Wanda back, uh, we break out of the bubble and then it's pretty hard to go back to whatever right. it was. Uh, yeah, yeah, I definitely it, also there like I, there's a time limit of how far forward they could move yeah. on the sitcoms and it still be the same sort of dreamy weirdness. I'm, I'm hoping we get the one division breaking bad interpretation. I really feel like that's, you know, man, if they get far, I, I hope they do. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I hope they get as far as like modern family. No, I think, I think the, uh, I think the culmination probably will be the nineties. I mean, yeah, I think so too, but that seems to be really where the, I mean, I guess modern family counts, but the kind of classic familial sitcom really went away, um, you know, full house and, Right, which you know, gotta you gotta do a full house for episode. It's so you got a friggin' Olsen yeah, in the show. That's <laughs> right. What else, what else are the Olsen twins doing anyway these days? Why not bring them in? I don't. I got. I hope they're not in this. Those two are like no. Just have them like the, just have them like the twins in The Shining. It's fine. That would be a fair <laughs> thing. That would be a good role for them. They seem so disconnected from the world. It's maybe I just don't keep up with the Olsen twins enough. But man, they feel like they like are gone. Well, it, it, there was a point where they just permeated pop culture in pop culture. I wasn't invested in yeah, yeah, like yeah. anything I wasn't watching had to do with the Olsen twins. And now it just seems it seems like ever since they killed Heath Ledger, they've just been out of it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's strange. Elizabeth <laughs> stepped stepped in the role. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's coming out week to week. I don't do we know how many episodes it's supposed to be? 
no clue. I, I want to say like eight or nine. Yeah, I think so I too. I know it's less than the Netflix series. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm I'm gonna keep watching it. I'm invested to see where it goes. I'm I'm not fully sold on it yet, but I'm going to keep watching it. I I would love it if you would have said, I'm not gonna continue watching this. <laughs> we do a, we do a podcast week to week that's basically about watching shit like this. Yep. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm gonna sit here on the call silent. It's not depressing enough for him. Yeah. And he hates cheap sets. <laughs> I, you know, See, I don't it doesn't matter i appreciate that's the, another thing that it was just for me because i fucking love cheap sets oh do i love being able to tell a set is a set and not in any kind of snarky i'm above it way i'm just saying that shit makes me feel warm and at home i'm actually kind of with her on this there's like a middle ground right where you gotta have like a, a, a set that's so good it's an illusion and i don't think about it or a set that, like, I can't not know that it's a set, but anywhere in between there, I don't like. <laughs> I'm a big, fa- I'm a big fan of uh, knowing a set is a set. Um, this is why I'm sad we're not going to get the Tarantino Star Trek film because I yeah. guarantee that shit would have been as setty as possible. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> and I, I like that. I like knowing that that you can't actually sit on that furniture. That shit will break. Um, you so. know, talking about sets though, that actually makes me think that. I wish they would do a second season, but switch genres. Like the next season would be science fiction shows instead of. Ooh, sitcoms. that would be fun. Yeah, that so could you'd be get fun. like crappy Star Trek sits in the first uh, in the sixties. You'd get the I don't know what would you do in the seventies and the nineties. The seventies you'd have to do something Battlestar Galactica, I guess. Yeah, that would be that good. level. And then nineties, do you go back to Star Trek or do you? Oh, yeah, you do some next generation. Well, yeah. there was a thing about like uh, spaceships in the late 80s and early 90s where we thought they were going to look like the inside of like Cadillacs at that time. <laughs> right. Like it was like a lot of like brown velvet. And <laughs> yeah. uh, that's the kind of motif that I would want. Totally like super polished sort of yes. wood finishes yeah. and stuff <laughs> like yep. that. Yep, wood grain yes. on shit. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I love watching uh, sci-fi TV from that area and feeling like I'm in a vehicle. Like it looks like someone's like, guys, I got this leftover material from my fucking car. Let's throw that on stage. <laughs> that is that is one of my favorite things about a lot of sci-fi, not all sci-fi, but that part where it's like we're going to build things in the future. But the stylistic aesthetic we've got right now in this year, that's as far as shit is going. We're just going to transfer it to that. We're going to make a yes. future. They're banking on nostalgia. I think, you know, the this is totally off WandaVision, but the one that really nails it, I think, or maybe starts the trend is Star Trek, the motion picture. Right. Like that is such late 70s bullshit in that yeah. movie. Yeah. And it just sticks after that. It's whatever we have around, we're going to still have in the future. And I appreciate that. All right, do we want to wrap up WandaVision? Sure, we haven't talked about it for like the last five yeah, minutes. Yeah, no, that's but, fine. Yeah. It's only two episodes. There's not that much to it. It definitely, after watching the first two episodes, I was like, how are we going to make a whole podcast about this? Because there's really not a lot to talk about on it. And, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that disparagingly. It's just, it did such a good job of making fun of the thing it was making fun of that it was like those things there's, there's there's not really a lot to say about an episode of i love lucy there's not really a lot to say about an episode of bewitched you know i mean yeah. you, say, you say that 
Uh, I don't know if you've ever talked to somebody from my parents' generation, but they can talk about a commercial every week for like three months. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I think it just depends on who you're talking to. Well, I mean, you know, I say that too, but I could fucking, if I was to, I know you, someone, you established fan theories. <laughs> if I, if I ran into someone right now who knew as much about like shit, like green acres as I did, like we, it would just be, that'd be my week just talking to that person. So yeah, I, I, I'm, I went ahead and disproved the thing I was just saying. Very good. Well, that's it for WandaVision. We'll, uh, we'll, Keep up. I don't know if we'll do it week to week, but we'll keep we'll update you at some point. Right. Uh, what have we been watching this past week, guys? Um, so I, you know, I only talked about one stupid thing last week, and so I'm going to talk about a couple of things this week that I watched. Caught up on Attack on Titan. Um, God, those last couple episodes have made me change my mind on the first few episodes. It that was such like a. I don't know, jarring difference than what we had seen, like, you know, totally new cast of characters. And, but the last couple really have like, I feel like tied it all in pretty well. And then the last episode is, I think a textbook version of cyclical storytelling in action and how it mirrored the first episode of the show. Uh, I'm really digging the, this season so far. Joseph, Christian, I, you- Christian loves himself some world building. I do. I do. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird because I I'm while I'm excited on a week to week basis to watch the show, I also can't wait for it to be over so I can rewatch the whole series with a new context. Yeah, because I, can I see feel that. like uh, I feel like by the end of this, the first three seasons are going to make way more sense. Yep, uh, I'm also excited to do that. I'm sad I binged it. I, I wish I could have gotten the Aaron reveal and then had to sit on it for a while. Hmm. Um. I feel like that needed a little bit more time of digesting other than me being like, holy fuck, let me hit the next episode. <laughs> uh, I also want to say after watching this show, four seasons of this show, the name Jaeger really annoys me. Um, it's like making a new version of Godzilla and making the main character's name Kaiju. It's kind of fucking dumb. I uh, feel like you've never watched an anime before. I'm just saying it's way too on the nose. Uh, it's true though. Anime is that way. Um, speaking of anime, I watched Demon Slayer, which good fucking show. Fuck yeah. Um, it reminds me a lot of like, I don't know, Yu Yu Hakusho, Inuyasha, like classic anime, but in a modern package, it does do my least favorite fucking thing about modern anime, which is there's so much inner monologue. Um, that annoys the piss out of me, but I can get past it. Good fucking show. Highly recommend. I watched the Tiger documentary on HBO Max. And like Tiger Woods is this weird thing for me. Um, When I was growing up, I mean, I've always been into sports, but like Michael Jordan was already like the elite guy by the time I started getting into sports. And so for me, the person that I grew up with being like the dominant athlete is Tiger Woods. And so when all the shit came out, I was one of those people that took it personally. Like this guy is my hero. And now that does a really good job of putting it all in context. Like his dad said some crazy shit about him growing up. Like he's going to be bigger than Gandhi. He's going to be on the level of Jesus. He's going to unite the world. And you're like, okay, I get why you like don't believe in being, you know, married to one woman like you thought you were god because your dad had been telling you that since you were a child i don't know really good it ends with his win at the 2019 masters which i cried live when he won and i cried watching it again (laughs) um 
And then finally, I rewatched all of Star Wars. Um, God. <laughs> you, he says he says in passing like that's not how many hours is that, Christian? Oh, uh, God, too many to count for sure. You would think the government wouldn't pay me so much money. Um, <laughs> but I just thought it would be fun to quickly give my 2021 Star Wars rankings. All right. Uh, All right. Should I start at the top or the bottom? I feel like bottom to top, but whichever one is easier for you. Okay. Bottom, Rise of Skywalker. Still there. I haven't changed. I almost said it in unison with you. I I did I did enjoy it more this time, but mm-hmm. where the things I can't forgive, I will never be able to forgive. Uh, Attack of the Clones, Phantom Menace, Return of the Jedi, oh. Boo, Revenge of the Sith, uh, Force Awakens, Last Jedi, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back. All right, I you know what? Just because you brought that up. God damn I, I've, it. Been look, I've been looking for a window to say this for a while, and I've completely changed my tune on The Last Jedi, and now I just pretend it's the last one. I think it's a better ending than Rise of Skywalker, and I liked Rise of Skywalker. But I think that, like, Rise of Skywalker is just you're back to, uh, you know, back to Return of the Jedi again. I think Last Jedi as an ending is more like, well, you know, the point is the battle keeps going. Anyways, I've I've changed my tune on it. I no longer hate the Last Jedi. I now think, well, actually, I never hated. I was always kind of okay with it, but I now officially have no problems with it, except just, it was too long. <laughs> I'm just glad that uh, something supplanted Attack of the Clones is the bottom of your list because I think it's underrated. You're welcome. Yep. Or what you've been watching? Uh, you know, man, I've I've watched very little new or interesting television uh you know when i first met sarah one of the first things she ever told me was she hated law and order it was like you know hi i'm sarah i'm taller than you i don't like law and order uh but but i've been watching a lot of law and order and she's got on board so there's been a whole (laughs) lot of watching all three law and orders lately so there's uh, there's a a comfort to that there really is there really is there's like i I mean particularly with the original law and order one of the things i like about it is you can start watching it anywhere in the episode and basically be fine from every little you're starting from there (laughs) but uh yeah you know uh i've i've always liked you know regular law and order the best criminal intent second and special victims unit has always been my least favorite um the uh sarah really likes special victims unit so i've i've learned to like it through her so it's been a learning experience for everybody you know a few notes on law and order if you're ever watching it if you ever want to figure out who did it if you recognize a guy that's the guy who did it Mm -hmm. like you know if you're watching it it's like oh I, i know that dude that dude did it or he's going to later kill the dude who did it also, if you're a comic book fan and you ever recognize a character's name as a comic book creator, that guy did it, or he's going to kill the guy. Who did it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Law and Order as a you know fucking thirty year running concept better than Transformers. I, I I have no clue why they haven't rebooted the original yet. It seems like such a fucking no brainer in a in a world where we're rebooting walker fucking texas ranger a show that only exists because of its star they're rebooting without its star 
uh, but we haven't rebutted Wall Lawn or what the fuck are these people thinking? My question is, why haven't we had the Law and Order movie yet? Why haven't we had the Law and Order movie? That's that's a very good point. It seems like prime pickings for yeah movie reboot territory. Yeah, totally. Yeah, uh, you know, man, put Sam Watterson's daughter who looks just like him in it. <laughs> Same eyebrows. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, th- that's really all I got this week. All right, I Law and Order, baby. Love it. So much Law and Order. <laughs> Uh, so I've realized, despite the fact that I'm on a, a uh, you know, movie and TV podcast, I- I'm at the point, uh, you know, just, just where I am in life, where uh, watching, like, live action content has become like eating vegetables to me. Like, <laughs> I do it because I'm an adult and I know I should, but it's never my first choice. <laughs> but uh, on that note, the one that I watched this week was Nightcrawler. Uh, which yep. also has Riz Ahmed in it, which I didn't know, but apparently that's just my thing these days. It's a good movie. Uh, you know, it's it's harrowing in its own way. I think the point of the movie was to point a mirror back at, at us for being so fascinated with things that are uh, grisly and visceral and all that kind of stuff. But really now what it's, it's uh, made me realize is it's also just turning a mirror back on us for being so fascinated on i don't know maladjusted white dudes with violent tendencies <laughs> right, right uh why is that like every third fucking movie that comes out <laughs> that's a good point i don't know anyway it's better than transformers but i also realize like my my palette for those kind of movies is just i i just can't a stomach of as much as i used to like it it, it affects me more than it used to uh, on, on Christian's note, I actually wanted to immediately follow up because I found an anime that's also kind of a reskinning of another anime, uh, but for modern times. Uh, it's called Jujutsu Kaisen. I, I've never watched Naruto because there's 900 episodes of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I, sounds like an exaggeration, but I'm pretty sure it's actually close to the number of episodes of Naruto there are. But Jujutsu Kaisen is, I think, a lot like what Naruto is about, but just, you know, now. Uh, it's pretty fun. The action's really great. And most importantly for me, the uh, the opening and closing songs and animations are fucking fabulous. Uh, I, I I couldn't skip one second of them. So it's uh, it's like thirteen for it's still going on actually the first season. Uh, it's on Crunchyroll. It's a good time. Uh, and then the last one that I wanted wanted to talk about uh, is another anime called ReZero, which I watched the whole thing of in like a week, which is one that I think Christian will really like if he ever gets to it. It's a fantasy. It, it, so, oh, I don't know what a year Sword Art Online came out, like 2011. Uh, since that time, whatever year SAO came out, Sword Art Online. Uh, you're a douchebag for just calling it SAO. Like yeah, you're yeah, a I character know, I, in the fucking show. Here's the, here's, <laughs> here's the problem. Sword, because uh, for a long time, my wife thought I was saying Sword Dart, like, like oh, hard, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. like a dart and so i realize it's confusing to call it that because people are like what are you trying to say so i think sao is easier anyway since that time there has been a, a lot of anime that follow the same kind of uh, uh general vibe which is guy from the normal world gets transported to a fantasy world uh and has some kind of magic powers and saves the universe and it's very popular and also i feel like reinforces a lot of negative anime tropes that the genre had been moving away from prior to SAO coming out. And so this show called ReZero is kind of the same premise. The only difference is the guy is absolutely useless uh, and his only power is that 
he can come back from death kind of like at a save point with the knowledge that of all the stuff that happened before he died, but he doesn't get to pick where that save point happens. He just only finds out whenever he dies, uh, which is an interesting premise. I think the reason Christian that you would like it is like the actual fantasy world building in it is pretty spectacular. Like it's a really like cool, rich, deep fantasy lore kind of thing. And I think they, they like, they, they scope it out really well so far. My issue is I think at its core, it wants to subvert a lot of the, the negative tropes and, and uh, depictions, portrayals of its, of its genre. But at the same time, it also does all those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's very conflicting because sometimes it, it like makes specific uh, uh, nods to avoid those things. Like it develops its female characters more. It kind of makes its main character a little more powerless uh, but at the same time, it it does exactly the opposite, you know, the next minute. So I don't know. I can't decide. I think it's better than Transformers, but it's really frustrating because I think it could have been really good. But instead, it's just eh, it's good. Do you like it more than uh, SAO? Uh, yeah, no, I like it better than SAO. Oh, look, the first 12 episodes of SAO are really good, but everything else is trash. Uh, this is better as a consistent product as as we continue. Uh, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about it on here, but you and I can discuss privately. Like two months ago, I teased that I started an anime and I, I that I hadn't finished and I was gonna wait to talk about. It. Well, I finished it and I never talked about it, which was Sword Art Online Alisation, <laughs> uh, which uh, is way worse. Good, good. Yeah. Well, so switch gears if you want the fantasy elements, uh, but you know better than Sao than ReZero. It's on, also on Crunchyroll. You have to get Crunchyroll. Yeah. And I think it's also on HBO Max. It might be. Yeah. Uh, but that's all I watched. It was a lot of anime. You're welcome. You talking about the name of that show, like just unearthed a memory. Okay. That I can't believe hasn't come up in this. Because, you know, like right around, <laughs> right around, I don't know, like the early Audis when like, like anime was really banging and it had just taken over the comic shops, you know. It was just all anybody was talking about it, and I had had a fucking enough. You know, I, I had just... I haven't actually even considered your role in this universe, Hurt, because it <laughs> must be really frustrating for you as a big comic book fan who's not an anime fan. <laughs> what? Well, because you're bother... you're a part of a, a weird spot in a Venn diagram that largely <laughs> right. overlaps. Yeah, totally, one hundred percent. And it doesn't bother me as much as it did, but at this point, it did. So I had this thing that I would do when people would just start talking anime in front of me. I would just yell, "Sword of Magic Flame," because <laughs> I thought that sounded like something someone would yell in an anime. And uh, my best moment with it was when someone asked me, "Are you saying Sword of Magic Flame?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, I wish I was. Yeah, way cooler. <laughs> Anyways, I can't believe I've never yelled that at you guys. So I, I'd forgotten all about it till just now, till you were trying to pronounce that thing. It's your new catchphrase. It's very good. Yeah. I, I will say, Jehu, to your point, having just watched Demon Slayer, where he does yell every move he does in it, that feels <laughs> very accurate. <laughs> uh, I think that's it, though. Right? We're good. We're good for the week. I'm sure. All right. I'm good I'm, enough. I'm pretty sure I'm good. Yeah. I don't think we have anything for next week. I know we talked about, I, I do really appreciate the fact that uh, 
both Netflix and HBO Max are competing aggressively for my business. Uh, they both release these these big commercials on a, you know a, an expensive football game TV spot, announcing that they're going right. to have a new movie every week. Uh, but I don't know what any of those movies are. So if there's a good one, we'll do one of those. But uh, otherwise, it's just going to have to be a surprise, I guess. Well, what is the the HBO movie next month that was supposed to go to theaters that isn't? Which is like now, I guess. Next month is now. Ooh, I don't know. I don't I, the first know, I know one they that moved I really Godzilla. Yeah, that one's in March now, I think. So I don't know if it's you know soon ish. The only one that I know the 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 two that you know they're releasing a shit ton of them was that Anthony Mackie outside the line one. Mm. Uh, I think came out last Friday, but I don't really want to watch anything with Anthony Mackie that's not falcon and the winter yeah, soldier we'll, though we'll, right. uh, we'll, we'll play it as it goes along we'll see how it goes right on uh but thank you guys for listening you know if you guys have any more thoughts on wandavision if you guys want us to do it week to week uh, let us know i suspect that we probably won't but maybe we will but yeah if there's any other uh things that are out there that are worth watching that you want us to talk about you can reach us at real gmail.com and on facebook and twitter uh at real phonies on instagram at real underscore phonies uh, thanks to Zach Evans for and Brian Blazer for our theme. We'll see you guys next week. Later. <laughs> <laughs>